you, praise you, honor you, and we give your name the praise, dear Heavenly Father. We honor you, Lord God, to the utmost because you have kept us. We honor you, God, because you have allowed us to see this day. We honor you, God, because it is the rightful thing to do. And Lord God, we just want to thank you, God, for this early morning service. And thank you, God, for how it's been a blessing to many. It's been a blessing to me, dear Heavenly Father, because I know that without you, I couldn't make it. To this very day, I couldn't make it. I could have been and I should have been dead, God. But you made it possible that I'm able to stand today. Thank you for sparing my life. Thank you for sparing many of our lives today, God, even as we have fought in wars. We've heard wars, rumors of wars, been engaged in war. But God, by your grace and mercy, you've allowed us to escape the snare of the fowler. And Father God, we just thank you, praise you, honor you. And Lord God, bless this word that is about to come forward, Lord God. Let us all absorb it, Lord God, and take it with us. And be blessed. In the mighty, matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Once again, right quick, let's turn to Second uh, Chronicles 7, chapter 1 through... 14, and I'll begin reading at the first verse, amen, I'll be reading from the New King James Version, so whatever version you have, you can follow along in that as well, amen, and it reads as thus, when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endure forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices from the Lord before the Lord. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. And the priests attended to their services. The Levites also whipped the instruments of the music of the Lord, which King David had made to praise the Lord saying for his mercy endures forever whenever David offered praise by their ministry the priest sounded trumpets opposite them while all Israel stood furthermore Solomon consecrated the middle of the court that was in the front of the house of the Lord for he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings 
because the bronze altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and the fat. And at that time, Solomon kept the feast seven days, and all Israel with him, a very great assembly from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt. And on the eighth day they held this sacred assembly, for they observed the dedication and the feast seven days. And on the twenty-third day of the seventh month he sent the people away to their tents, joyful and glad of heart for the good uh, that the Lord had done for David. For Solomon and his people, Israel, thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord, and the king's house, and Solomon successfully accomplished all that came into his heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven and let, and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among the people. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their lands. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word both to your hearing and mine when I first received this assignment uh, by way of pastor Pickett I pondered what to say amen to this very day and the Lord has given me a subject this morning and it is one nation under God history Got it by promise. One nation under God. History guided by promise. From the beginning of time, beginning with the story of Adam and Eve, there has been a promise, covenant. The covenant that God made with Abraham was very special. Abraham was God's first choice of the patriarchs to be blessed. This would go far beyond what he could ever imagine in his human mind. Little did he know would he be the father of many nations. No other man in all of biblical or secular history would experience a promise anything like this. The promise would begin something like this. God spoke to Abraham and told him to leave the country where he resided, which was Haran. He would then leave his father's house and begin the journey to a land where God would show him as far as his natural eye could see. And all this would belong to Abraham and his family, also unto the nation of Israel, even to this very day. Amen. Can I get somebody to say amen? Amen. amen. I know it's early. Amen. 
In the scripture text this morning, we find that one of the most incredible and awesome events had just taken place. Solomon had just finished praying to God. And it seemed like he had been praying for a while because the scripture says when he had finished praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices that had been offered unto God. And then following that, the smoke from the fire, which was the glory of God, had filled the temple, so much so that no one, even the priests, could go in. The power and the glory had just came down, and I can just imagine, I can just imagine that the glory of God and the power of God was so powerful and so heavily rested there in the temple, it probably took them some hours or even some days to enter in. Amen. Because God is awesome like that. Amen. Now I want to take a few minutes to talk about God. <laughs> God is more than anyone could ever think or imagine. A lot of people call him the man upstairs. But I know him far beyond being the man upstairs. He is a God that can do anything but fail. And being that he is a God that can do anything but fail, amen, we ought to do just like the children of Israel did, bow our face to the pavement and give him praise, give him honor, give him glory, which is due unto him. Amen. Back in the day, the people were, very reverent to God because he displayed himself as he displays himself to us, not in a physical form, but in the spirit he displays himself. And we can see, and a lot of us have experienced miracles and the power of his workings. Amen. So much so that we know that there is a God to be served. Amen. And a God to be served and a God to be glorified. Presently and for quite some time, now as we, the inhabitants of this great United States of America, have been in and out of trouble simply because we have slacked and rightfully acknowledging God, the creator. The giver of all life now and for our life to come, to live for God now is to die on the gaining side. The gaining side is to live the righteous kind of life now while we have a chance. Amen. Philippians 1 and 21. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So then when, when we leave planet earth, we can hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Matthew 25 and 21. We, as a people of God, cannot go or continue to go through the motions any longer. Amen. God is calling for a people that is going to reverence him, that is going to 
pay some very close attention to him so that we can live, move, and have our being rightfully on this earth. We as a people must speak the truth and lie not. In order to hear him say such things as, Well done, we must return our heart and our face toward him who is responsible for bringing us to our expected end. Jeremiah twenty-nine eleven. He says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. God did not put us here on earth just to see us perish and go through without, without giving us what we need to live a good life and that more abundantly. Amen? God is calling for a people to return to him. You can still, you can call it a spiritual return to sender. When we return to God, all things are well. And when we turn from God, all is not well. Amen. Amen. We can see that today. We can see that today in the land. That's why we must pray that God will heal the land. But we got to humble ourselves first so that he can move in the right way. We can see that as we thought that Ebola and all of the other epidemics or whatever you call diseases, outbreaks over the world, we think that it's only in Africa. Amen. But it's coming to see us now. It's coming to visit us now. So instead of us waiting and sitting for something to change, we are the ones that's got to first make the change. We got to make the change because God is calling for a people, just as he did the people in Israel, to bow themselves down. You may not bow yourself down to the pavement like they did. You know, that's, that's all they knew. But we know more than they knew today. So how much more for us not to bow ourselves down? And it wouldn't even hurt for us to bow ourselves down to the pavement. <laughs> Amen. We got plenty of water. We got plenty of soap. We can wash after it's all over. Said and done. Amen. Amen. So God is calling for his people to return to him just as a letter would go out and return back to the sender. We have to return back to God. The United States of America has fallen short of the glory of God. But it's not too late to turn things around and to turn to God while there is yet time. Surely time is winding up. So we are the people. We must make haste to get it right with God. A nation that is one nation under God is a nation that turns their heart toward God even though we have fallen short, we can get back up again. Amen. America the beautiful has taken a step backwards and has stood, has sold out to almost everything because of national and international pressures. Following the crowd, 
of do it any way you want to. But do it any way you want to has to come. Do it any way you want to has to cause this great nation to come to its demise because of the compromising of its rich values, morals, and holy standards. Let me repeat that again. Because of the United States coming to its demise and compromising its rich morals and values and holy standards, we have to take a stand. We've let any and everything come in the United States. Some of it we can prevent, some of it we can't prevent of coming in because people look at the United States as this being a safe haven, this being a place where they can live the dream. But a lot of us uh, have, uh, gave, we have given up on the dream that God has given us. This is still our land. This is still our country. And we've got to fight for what's rightfully ours. Everybody is coming in and setting up their mosques and temples all over the United States. If we go over and try to set up a, a tent or a tabernacle or something over there, something's going to be said. Amen? So what does it look like? We have to draw back from being a compromising nation to be a nation that is a God nation. So when we look through the eyeglasses of God from a global perspective, we can clearly see that there is a God that sits high and looks low. He's looking for somebody or someone to sound the alarm, to sound the alarm, to call we his people back home. All is not lost. It is time for the church to step up and step out, step out and step up to the plate and answer the bell. What must I do to help bring this nation back to its originality and belief in God? The only one thing I can think of is prayer, prayer, and more prayer. Amen. Amen. We know as a church body the power of prayer and what prayer can do. We know that it has healed many of our sick, for one. And it has also brought many back from the dead that was almost on the brink of leaving here. Amen. And so we know the power of prayer. We as a body of believers here can bring that back and continue that and let God have his way. Amen. We say we pray we say we love God and everything, but we have to pray, pray, and pray some more. Amen. Prayer is one of the most powerful tools that we have to our disposal. That's why the devil don't want us to pray. But we have to go into this secret place and hide under the shadow of his wings. 
We're standing outside of the gap instead of inside, standing in the gap. Let me say that again. We're standing outside of the gap instead of standing in the gap. We're the ones, the Christians, who are the only allies that God has to tear down the walls of racial unrest, moral and immoral injustices, and many more negative devices that there is once was, checks and balances, no longer are there checks and balances in the United States. America has almost hit bottom, and it should not be so. We used to be the one nation under God. Now it is one nation from under God. One nation under God began way back when our founding fathers took a stand and declared that we would be a nation that shall obey and they obeyed God and became a nation that was revered and respected on all levels. Today our lives and this country have come under fire. We still have not turned from our ways. The scripture in Haggai 1 and 7 says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. If we consider our ways, all we have to do is simply let go and let God. We as a nation and church must turn from following after other countries and follow the things of God so that we can be blessed far beyond what we could ever imagine or think because he has the power to bring it forward. Amen. Four things we should do. Four things we should be doing, and they are, number one, as the scripture says, humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Pray when the sun comes up and when the sun goes down. And pray before you get level to the ground. Seek the face of God and turn from our and your wicked ways. Then God will heal from heaven and heal our land. So in the final analysis, from the beginning of time to present and beyond, God has set the stage for the entire human race to be a part of the covenant promise that he has established before the foundations of the world. The covenant promise as written in the Old Testament to guide us to eternity by God's love for us to become a nation that shall obey. We are here today for times such as this to set the standard for the entire world to see and carry on a legacy for the glory of God.